You are Locked On Utes, your daily podcast on the Utah Utes. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It's the Locked On Utes podcast for a Friday. We made it. Welcome to the end of the week, everybody. Thank you for joining us all week long here on the Locked On Utes podcast on the Locked On Podcast Network. I am Brian Brown, and we've got another loaded show as more news and updates in the coaching search. Uh, wee, 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 wee. That's our new siren here on the Locked On Utes podcast. As you can tell, our uh, sound effects budget is massive. Um, we're going to talk about Alex Jensen removing his name from contention at the University of Utah. Will that free up Mark Harlan to make the decision that he always wanted to make? We're also going to break down what candidates might be interested still, which direction Utah might move in terms of hiring the next head basketball coach for the men's basketball program. And as always, we're going to give you our weekend preview where we break down all the University of Utah athletics happening over the weekend. It's going to be a fun show. We're, we're, we're finally here. And you know what, kids? Here's some money. Go see a Star War. To a Friday episode of the Locked On Utes podcast here on the Locked On Podcast Network. You know who we're, who we're brought to you by. It's only the best. Built Bar and RockAuto.com. Because they're checking the specs on the rotary girders so that we don't have to. It is Brian Brown here on a Friday episode of the Locked On Utes podcast. We have a lot to talk about. As news broke on Thursday that Alex Jensen had turned down, or let me clarify, removed his name from consideration for the head coaching job for the men's basketball program at the University of Utah. We know this is true because Woj tweeted about it. And if Woj tweets it, there's no arguing with it. But along those lines, this was something that I felt pretty passionate about that it was more than likely to happen. And as the week dragged on, I'd heard from other people that there was a lot of interest and, and that, that there were people that thought that it was a done deal and the, there were rumors on Twitter and this, that, and the other. And I think that it's important to break down where rumors come from. There's a couple different sides to this. I think there's the Alex Jensen side to it, people who maybe know him or or know of his thinking, right? Uh, there's the, the University of Utah side of it, which would be the actual administration, so Mark Harlan and, and his staff and, and people surrounding that program. And credit to Mark, he is he and, and his staff, they are extremely good about keeping things tight-lipped and, and in-house and, and not leaking things or, or being overly talkative about situations like this. The third part of it would be, you know, the University of Utah boosters and, and program uh, contributors that, that are really invested up there. And it's a big reason why the University of Utah is able to do what they're able to do. The majority of the revenue comes from football and from television contracts. The fill-ins obviously come from donors. There's a reason why the Garf family gets their name on the on the north end zone for the Performance Center. There's a reason why Eccles' names are all over campus. And there's a reason why there are names all over the practice facility and, and fields and everything like that. And it's because people donate money to keep the University of Utah going. Uh, 
And that brings me to a bit of a conversation that I want to talk about in terms of now that Jensen has removed himself from consideration, does this free up Mark Harlan to make a choice of his choosing? When Larry Kraskoviak was let go, Mark Harlan made it very clear in his statement that he was firing Larry Kraskoviak, that it was time for a change, and that he wanted to open it up to a nationwide search, as he should. The University of Utah program is is well-documented, very historical. Uh, it, there's the great facilities. Uh, I think the fan base is, is just super invested in the program, and, and Salt Lake is a burgeoning mecca and it's if you live here in salt lake you realize it especially if you're trying to buy a house at this point but the market is exploding for a good reason it's because people want to live here and there are jobs here and there's opportunities here it's a great place to live uh, there's i don't need to get into those stats you can all find them on the internet there, there's a good reason why salt lake is a great place to live it's also very unique and not in the sense that uh it's you know super diverse or anything like that i think it's unique in that there's just a very different culture here. People drink soda. They like cookies. That's not how it is the rest of the world. People like to go out to bars and drink beer and eat nachos and things like that. And I'm not saying that doesn't happen here in Utah, but I just, this is the state of sweets. There's no doubt about it. There's a reason why Chick-fil-A is testing a new shake flavor here in Utah. And it's because our palates are really refined for that sweet stuff. Uh, I don't think Budweiser would ever field test a new beverage here for that very reason, or Starbucks for that reason as well. Uh, but what I do think is that Utah has a lot of draw in that regards. And, and the, the living situation, people who come here love it. There's no doubt about it. And obviously there are dissenters and there are people who have bad situations or whatever. We're not going to talk about them. We're talking about the people who come here. I think Larry Kruskoviak is a great example. He was not a Utah by nature, but Larry and his family came here. They spent a decade here. They're not sure that they even want to leave here at this point this place can really wrap you up in their arms like a old family member like a grandmother where you're kind of like oh, i'm not so sure i'm into this hugging thing anymore and as you you kind of feel the love and and just the pure hearts of the people here in utah like you, you really fall in love with the place it's it's part of the reason why i've chosen to stay here despite the fact that there have been opportunities to go elsewhere and so it always felt strange to me that Mark Harlan was going with Alex Jensen as his first choice. Why would you mention in a statement that you wanted to open up to a nationwide search and bring in the best candidate possible? Now, I'm not saying that Alex wasn't, because I think he was. Uh, but why would you do that and then go right to Alex Jensen first and foremost? I think some of it is because the obvious answer to all of this is that there are likely boosters who contributed to getting Larry Kraskoviak's contract off the books. And once you've done that, now Mark Harlan is, I don't want to say in the pocket, but he, you, you've done a favor for him. He somewhat owns you, owes you a favor in return. And so I think as this process played out, it felt to me like, um, like there was a lot of a drive from behind the scenes with boosters and whatnot to try and get Alex Jensen on board. And that's not to say that Mark Harlan and Alex don't have a relationship. They do. I think it's been pretty well documented by several media sources that there's a good friendly relationship there, as there should be. And I think that Alex genuinely thought about this job. But I just don't know how if the, the, the common person realizes how hard it is to stop in the middle of a season where you're having just an absolutely insane year and there's very, very mild 
uh, mention of Rudy Gobert being an MVP candidate and you're the coach that has worked with him all the way through, it's incredibly hard to leave a team in that circumstance. And I think at the end of the day, everything being equal, Alex likely felt that he probably could always go back to the Utes. And so with that being taken care of, you have to think that now the door is open for Mark Harlan to pursue whoever it is that he wants to go after. Some of the names that we've heard fairly frequently, we'll talk about on the flip side of this, but now it's Mark Harlan's show for sure. And I always felt like Harlan likely had a candidate in mind when he made the move and and felt like he could make that. I I do feel like that wasn't entirely true. Uh, Or perhaps maybe it was that after some convincing, Harlan decided that Alex Jensen really was the best candidate available for the University of Utah at that moment. And it was a tough time to make a move. I will always stand by that simply because there is so much going on. There was so much action swirling. There were so many fluid conversations. And so maybe there was a target out there that Harlan had his sights set on, and now they made a run through the tournament. That is all stuff that we can speculate on for a long, long time. Uh, And I'm sure at some point we'll get more information because it always seems to leak out after this fact. But all this leads us to the point to where we're at now, which is University of Utah going back to the drawing board. And we'll talk more about the candidates available and why that's not necessarily the worst thing in the world on the other side. But, gang, we got to talk about financials. There's money out there. I don't know if you knew this. We'll call it Skittles. That's what we like to call it here on the program. And those Skittles are available for your taking. And what a great opportunity it is that you can go to a place like betonline.ag, the fastest and easiest way to place all of your sports action, the most lines, the real-time updated odds, props on anything you can imagine. We talked about the props on Jalen Suggs winning most outstanding player. There are all the lines available. I would even wager that maybe if you're feeling a little randy that you could combine two opportunities with both underdogs and the Pac-12 doing it incredibly well and pocket a couple bags of Skittles this weekend. That's what Bet Online is all about. Have you covered for all the news, scores, odds? It's the best way to place your bets and it is free to sign up. As you know, the promo code is locked on. As you know, you get a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. As you know, a little extra cheddar in the fridge is never a bad thing, especially if you need a late night snack. As you know, it's the best way to get invested in a game that maybe you're not feeling super emotionally invested in. And as you know, it's just a great way to have some fun and enjoy your experience a little bit more. What better way to do that than with a 50% welcome bonus courtesy of the Locked On Podcast Network and the promo code Locked On? Just go to Bet Online, easy to sign up, and they'll take care of the rest for you. It's betonline.ag your online sportsbook experts. Back here on the Locked On Utes podcast on the Locked On Podcast Network with a reminder, you can get more of the sports news you need in less time with the Locked On Today podcast. Go follow the Locked On Today podcast on the radio.com app or wherever you get your podcasts. No one does it as well as host Peter Bukowski. He'll update you on all the latest news in every major sport with the help of all of our network Uh, local network experts so go ahead and and make that a part of your day along with the locked on utes podcast obviously and maybe just maybe our guy jake hatch or maybe myself will jump on that one day if if utah decides to make a, a coaching hire and 
as we think about that, it's probably worth reviewing who the candidates might be. And I think if we're going to start with candidates, the list needs to start with Johnny Bryant. And the reason that I say that is because Bryant's name has been consistently mentioned by a multitude of sources. And I'm talking guys from Tony Jones with The Athletic, who is a very well-connected guy. His name was mentioned in a tweet by Adrian Wojnarowski, a.k.a. Woj. I don't know if we'll call it a Woj bomb. It was maybe a Woj water balloon. Uh, But those kinds of people are not mentioning things like this unless the party being mentioned has a vested interest. And I do think that Johnny Bryant is legitimately interested in the University of Utah head coaching job. And I think there's a myriad of reasons. One, I think Bryant is a younger guy. I think he really wants to be a head coach. I think he sees that going to the University of Utah and turning that around, being able to control his own system, especially after working for a guy like Tom Thibodeau, who is very hands-on. He doesn't have a family. He doesn't have a wife or kids. He is so very focused on his job that I'm sure that the duties falling to Bryant probably aren't nearly as hefty as he liked. And he also probably feels some responsibility to his alma mater. Bryant played here in a during a time where, oh, let's call it a time of transition. Uh, the last two seasons of Ray Giacoletti's tenure, um, at which point in time he began his transition into being a basketball coach. He actually started with the Skills Academy, the uh, Bryant Skills Academy, I believe is what it was called. Um, at which point, Paul Millsap started working with him, and, and Millsap told the Jazz, hey, I've got this personal coach, he's really good, and that gave him an opportunity with the Jazz, and he has just continued to work his way up, and that really, I think, is is maybe one of the stronger endorsements for Johnny Bryan, is that he is a guy that's really come from the bottom and worked his way all the way up in terms of being a coach. And so he's probably hungry for something bigger than just being the associate head coach for the New York Knicks. Now, a lot of people would sit there and say, well, but that's a great gig. It, yeah, it is. Unless there's a better gig open. And I don't know that to the average human being, the Utah basketball head basketball coaching job is better than the Knicks' first chair. But we're not talking about an average human being. We're talking about giant Johnny Bryant here. And Bryant knows this Utah culture. He knows Utah basketball. He knows the state. He knows basketball really well. He likely knows recruiting very well. He is a very savvy guy. He is a great candidate for this position for all those reasons. And my hunch is that if all these people who are really in the know, way more so than me, are mentioning his name consistently and bringing it to the forefront, it's likely because he has interest in the position. And there's a myriad of reasons. Like we said, he could be getting wanting to get out of Thibodeau's shadow. He might want to run his own program. He might be interested in the pay raise that would come. If he's making anywhere from $1 to $1.5 million with the Knicks, and that's kind of a rough figure. It does sound like a lot for assistant coaches, but their salaries have gone up in recent years. If he's making that, he'll likely get 2 to $3 million from the use. And before everybody starts throwing a rage about, whoa, that's way too much money, that's just how the market works. It's okay to pay money for a good head coach. Let's not get bogged down by those kinds of details. For the most part, you aren't paying the salary anyways, so we really don't need to worry about it. And before you start talking about your tax dollars, let me just say that student fees are paying more of the athletic department salaries and and bills and everything like that than any one individual's tax dollars. 
So continuing on down this road, the, the pay raise would be a very enticing aspect of it. But I think more than anything, what it does is it establishes Bryant as a head coach. I think it gives him an opportunity to showcase who he is. I'm sure he's learned a lot as he's gone through all these coaches. How could you not? But this would give him an opportunity to reinvigorate a program, to really jumpstart his career. And maybe, just maybe, Brian just wants to be a head coach at Utah. Maybe he loves the opportunity of working with young guys and, and coaching college basketball and recruiting and being on the road. There's a lot of guys out there that do like it. I don't think it was appealing to Alex Jensen. I do think it might be appealing to Johnny Bryant. And there are a lot of reasons why he would be a great choice. One, if you look at the caliber of coaches that he's worked with, he has a broad experience, a very wide reach in that regards. I think that his charisma, his style, uh, his youth, I think all that stuff plays in his favor. I think he's a very energetic guy. He has a great roster of player development. He does have ties with a lot of NBA players as well, too. That's fine. Uh, I don't know that that's necessarily as important as some of the behind-the-scenes folks that he might have ties with. You know, Donovan Mitchell is a big star with Adidas. It could be a big deal that he knows the guys with Adidas who run all the grassroots programs, who have ties into the AAU circuit, who can pass along names and information to him about who they sh- who he should be recruiting and who he might be going after. For those of you who don't like the Under Armour stuff, maybe bringing Johnny Bryan on board is another push forward to getting, becoming an Adidas school. And I know everybody wants to be Nike or Jordan. That would be fine. I don't really care which school or which, which brand you go with as long as they keep cashing them checks. So all these things are, are, are very convincing arguments for Bryant. The big, I think the two big ones for me are lack of head coaching experience and you don't know what kind of staff he's going to be able to bring in there. But I don't think it's insane to to maybe think that if Alex Jensen was going to be able to get Chris Burgess on board, that Johnny Bryant couldn't do that. Obviously, he and Alex have worked together. They know each other really well. Alex would be more than happy to give him advice and and suggestions and everything like that. So I don't think it's it's, it's out out of control to think that. It's also not out of control to think that he would have, you know, ties to the San Francisco area where he's come from. He and Damian Lillard are are very close, came from the same area, similar areas, I should say, and know each other well. So the scope of people that Johnny Bryant knows, I, I don't know that the assistant aspect of it would be as hard. I think what's most important is that he's a good, strong candidate. He is a minority candidate who understands the culture. He's been here. He's lived here. He knows it. And and he maybe, you know what? Maybe he doesn't like New York. Maybe he wants to come back to Utah. I think there's a lot of good reasons like that uh, as well. And, and, I mean, when you think about it, he spent most of his time as a coach here in Utah. So, in my mind, he's the guy, right, uh, of all the candidates that are, that are remaining. And if it's not Johnny Bryant, it, the one that I keep bringing up is Earl Watson. And, and he is my choice. I want to be clear about that. I've not heard his name connected with anybody that, that is in the know up there in the program. But it wouldn't make sense for Earl Watson to be in there as well. He's a UCLA guy, probably knew Mark Harlan at some point during his, you know, he stays really involved with his alma mater. You know, I, I would think that he and Harlan have some kind of a relationship. So if he is interested in getting back into coaching, this would be a great position as well. For, for all the same reasons as Johnny Bryant, right? And if you have any questions about Earl Watson's ties to the recruiting world, he recently quote tweeted a a tweet from Mark Mitchell. And Mark Mitchell is a 6'8", small forward from Mission, Kansas, 2022 recruit. His composite rating from 24-7 Sports is a .9955. 
He's the number one ranked recruit in Kansas. He's the number five ranked recruit as a, in this on the small forwards list. He's the number 15th ranked recruit nationally. He's a five-star recruit. And he also has connections to Earl Watson because Earl said family things. Congrats, as Mark Mitchell tweeted about an article that had been written about him. So that's the kind of star power that you would get with Earl Watson. And again, I haven't heard his name connected, but I just I if it were me, that would be the guy that I would go go after without a doubt. Um, I think probably the the uh, the difficulty would be gauging if he really does have interest. Um, so along those lines, I think the next candidate to talk about would have to be Craig Smith, and I, I do think that he had his sights set on the Minnesota job. And when he didn't get it likely came back and regrouped. I don't think that necessarily means that he wouldn't be interested. If Utah reached out, these coaches understand how the game works. It's not always the first choice. It's not always the second choice. It's not always the third, third choice. I believe that Pete Carroll was the fourth or the fifth choice for USC. And they kind of hired him just because they couldn't find anybody else. And that seemed to have worked out pretty well for them. In fact, it's worked out so well that they haven't been able to replace Carroll, and we're going on now almost 20 years later. And they've gotten their first choice multiple times since then. And so a lot of times that can be play in your favor. So these are the, these are the biggest names that are being floated around. I, I know that Mark White from Florida has been floated out there a lot. I don't know that that's anything outside of maybe more of a favor uh, Mark White's brother is Danny White, who's the AD at Tennessee. Before that, he was the AD at Central Florida. He was the AD at the same time that Mark Harlan was at South Florida. So there's a good chance that they know each other. It could be that Mark's White, Mark White's agent is floating this out there. It could be something that's being said as a favor. So it's it, hard to gauge something like that, especially with a guy that has zero connection to Utah or the West or anything like that. He's all he's only overcoached at the South now. Has he been a good coach? I think Florida's done some really good things. Maybe not quite Billy Donovan level things, but there's no doubt about it that he can coach and he can recruit. And it would be very interesting to see what he could do bringing some Florida recruits out to Utah. Um, so those are the names that I would I would stay focused on. And as always, there's going to be a few that pop up down the road that maybe we haven't heard yet. And I think that's the important part about it is that now that everyone is out of the way, Utah can really dig in and and. There's been enough news and whatnot that I think uh, I think there are enough people out there that might know or be interested in that Utah has a pretty good idea of who to, who they could go after. And so this don't don't get hung up on one candidate over the other. Obviously, there are a few candidates out there that I like more than than the others, but I think the job has now been uh, promoted well enough that people will, who want to be a part of it have probably reached out and that Mark Harlan likely has a very solid pool of candidates to choose from. And I think whoever does get hired has a big job ahead of them. But I also think that there's still a very strong pool of candidates to choose from, even if it wasn't Alex Jensen. The good news in all of this is that Built Bar Madness is still going full swing. We are headed to the championship trademark PK, if, you, if you're into that kind of thing. And Friday's matchup is a doozy. It's it's one of my favorites. Cookie Dough Chunk versus Birthday Cake. And this is a really, really tough one. Birthday Cake is delicious. 
Birthday cake is who doesn't love birthday cake? I mean, if you can't really eat birthday cake, why not eat a bar that tastes like birthday cake? But at the same time, who doesn't like cookie dough? And cookie dough chunk might be one of my favorite built bar flavors of all time. So I'm going with cookie dough chunk in this one. But the good news is, gang, you can vote for whichever flavor you want over at BuiltBar.com. You decide the fate of the fa- flavors. We're almost into the flavorful four here on the on the bracket march. And the best part about it is if you, if you go to Built Bar, you decide you want to order some bars, you get a promo code from us. It's locked on 15 all one word, to get 15% off your order. And those are the best tasting, zero guilt protein bars on the market. 180 calories, 18 grams of protein, 5 grams of sugar. Helpful if you're doing keto. Helpful if you're trying to lose weight. Or maybe you're like me and, and you're just, you know, you want to replace those snacks with something good. Built Bar is the way to go. Go to builtbar.com, use that promo code locked on 15 and get 15% off your latest order. Built Bar, let's go. Closing out a Friday episode here on the Locked On Utes podcast on the Locked On Podcast Network. I want to remind you to tune into the Locked On NFL Draft. Join Locked On NFL Draft hosts Trevor Sikma and B- Benjamin Solak as they give you their latest positional rankings and analysis on the 2021 draft prospects with team-centric guest mocks right around the corner. Follow the Locked On NFL Draft podcast on radio.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Unfortunately, not a lot of Utes in the NFL draft, but I know there are a lot of NFL fans that listen to this podcast, and there's none better than the guys who uh, host the Locked On NFL Draft. They also work with the the Draft Network, one of my favorite places of all time. So give that a listen as you get ready to, sh- uh, well, as we get ready, I guess, for for the NFL Draft. And as we get ready for things, it's going to be another big weekend for the University of Utah in, in sports. Uh, track and field is on the road in Austin. They are at the Texas Relays. Uh, men's swimming and diving is is at the NCAA Championships in Greensboro, North Carolina. We have soccer facing off 2 p.m. today against Washington. That's a home game for the soccer team. Softball, of course, at home against Stanford. That's a 4 p.m. start for them. Uh, beach volleyball in action, uh, 4 p.m. as well. Baseball starts off the Pac-12 season against Cal. That's a 5 p.m. first pitch. That game is here in Salt Lake City, hopefully weather permitting. Lacrosse gets back to action down in Georgia. They're out in Macon, Georgia, playing Mercer. That game will be 9 a.m. Mountain Time. You can check out utahutes.com for a stream or follow along on Twitter at Utah Lacrosse. Uh, one of my favorite sports, obviously, up on, on campus um, to follow. Along those lines, there will be games throughout the weekend as, as softball takes on Stanford at home, obviously, and baseball will continue to take on Cal. If you'd like to go to those games, they are now allowing a limited number of spectators. You can get your tickets at utahutes.com. Uh, I was just talking to a friend of mine the other day about how excited I am to get out and get back to going to sporting events again. So I'm definitely going to try and catch either a softball or a baseball game up in the near future. Uh, get out and support your Utes. It's, it's great to support these programs, and they deserve it. It's been a really tough year for a lot of teams. It's been a tough year for all of us. Let's, let's give ourselves a little bit more credit these days. 
We're all so critical. Let's be positive. Support each other. Cheer each other up. Barbecue sauce. Along those lines, I want to thank you all for tuning in to the podcast every single day. Uh, I'm not somebody that cares about numbers, but let me tell you, I have some bosses that do, and for good reason, and this week has been incredible. We have just absolutely blown away uh, any previous records that we've had. The support from everyone has been outstanding, and I thank you all so much. Uh, Jake's been out this week. We, I gave him the week off. He had some family stuff to deal with and you know, he is so supportive of me as well. So I especially want to thank him and all the help and work he puts into it that, that goes on behind the scenes. And to be honest with you, it is so much better when he's here. Uh, especially for me, it's easy. I get to joke around and, and be the fool and, and just, uh, have fun. And, and so, uh, Sending out a lot of love to my guy and, and thank him for all the work that he does for us. And like I said, thank you so much to everyone for listening. Uh, just very appreciative of it. This is not something that I'm doing to try and become rich. I do this because I love it. And, and really the reason I love it is because uh, the interactions and everything like that from you. And it makes it worthwhile to hear that kind of stuff. Even 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 the ones where I get angry. I'm sorry. You know, like do have a little bit of a temper still sometimes. So if, if I ever get cross with anyone, I apologize. Again, thank you for subscribing, rating, reviewing. As always, I'm going to let you guys go for the weekend. You enjoy your weekend. We'll be back again on Monday, as always, with a full slate for the week of Utah news notes and updates. Maybe we'll even have more coaching news updates by that point in time. Who knows? This has been the Locked on Utes podcast for March 26, 2021. And just remember... How much can a banana really cost? $10? We'll talk to you next week.